Hello, my fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words podcast. Weaving Words is the podcast where I, your host, Roman, will take suggestions for prompts um, from listeners such as yourself and hopefully write a pretty entertaining story if I can. Uh, this week's suggestion was actually uh, proposed by one of my really good friends, Aaron the Wiz. Uh, he was actually on last week's episodes. We had a really, really fun conversation you know, about a lot of the animes and shows and games and stuff like that that he liked reading and, and watching in the past. Um, and he had suggested physics, which I thought, all right, cool, I can do something with that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, also uh, Muscle Panda Wizards. I was like, um... I think I could do that still. Uh, so I, I took that as a perfect opportunity to kind of kind of write my own story in the world of a podcast that I really, really liked, which was the Fantasy Fiction Podcast, uh, which used to be done by Dom Moschini and Josh Anderson of Continue Show fame. Um, it's a really, really great podcast series set in the world of Darinos and Orkspire and a few other ones that their friends would kind of bring in and uh you know expand the lore on every week and fantasy fiction is actually where i got the idea for this podcast where i'll you know take prompt suggestions from the listeners but they would do it every week which was nuts i remember looking forward to it every single week to see what they'd basically come up with um and yeah they would take prompt suggestions and they'd write a story and both of them would tell it and it was just it was a lot of fun to listen to and uh i felt like you know what let me tell my story set in their universe. So, um, yeah, without further ado, here is my story for fantasy physics, uh, as I'd like to call it. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy and, uh, I'll see you uh, on the other side. Today's the day, exclaimed Ricky as he grabbed his satchel and ran out of the house. He stopped and raised his hand to his head to salute the picture of President Orkbaum at his parents hung in the living room. The screen door slammed behind him as he jumped off the porch to his parents' fallen tree trunk abode. Ricky Tiny Twig was a bark elf, living in the Fancy Oaks Bark Park. A bark park was where bark elves would drag their fallen tree trunk homes and build bark elf communities. So they're pretty much the elf equivalent of trailer parks. And if bark parks are trailer parks, then bark elves are basically the trailer trash of the elf race. Most bark elves don't make much of themselves. Sadly, like most impoverished areas of the world, it's a vicious cycle of ignorance and poverty, with very few opportunities to change that. President Obama was going to change that, though. At least that's what Ricky's parents thought. But you know what? Politicians lie. Maybe we do need some change. Maybe we need to just change how the government's ran. Anyways... Ricky was excited about today because today was the day Janine Sweetbush was coming back from the Druid Academy. Janine was the hottest bark elf at the park, and Ricky had been crushing on Janine since they were kids. Everyone always thought they would end up getting together, but Janine getting a scholarship to the Druid Academy for being hot as fuck changed all of that. They kept in touch, though, corresponding through one of her many familiars. Turns out even animals found her hot as fuck, so they pretty much did whatever she wanted. The last girl she sent said she would be in town for the weekend visiting her family at the bark park and that she wanted to see him. He was nervous about seeing her again after so long. 
He was sure that she changed so much while at the academy, and Ricky was still the same. He was worried she might have moved on past associating with bark elves like him. As he neared her family's tree trunk, all those thoughts left his head as soon as he caught a sight of her. Ricky was right. Janine had changed. She somehow got even harder than she was when she left. She cut her hair and no longer wore a top. Instead, she had two hummingbirds constantly hovering to cover those nips on her huge, juicy melons. She was wearing a much shorter skirt than the kind she used to wear as well. Actually, Ricky wouldn't even call what she was wearing a skirt. It was more like two ornate pieces of fabric draped over her ridiculous badonkadonk and that sweet, sweet bush. Talking about her bush, you can clearly see the potleaf pubes she had grown out coming out of her bottoms. Hey, Ricky. Janine greeted him as he neared her. How have you been, besides still looking like a stud, that is? You been working out, Ricky? Uh, yeah, I've been lifting uh, uh, rocks. Ricky stammered, still flustered by Janine's banging new look. Lifting rocks? Asked Janine, somewhat confused. Uh, yeah, my dad bought me an intro into Elemental Magic book for my birthday. I've been making uh, smaller rocks into bigger rocks, and then I, I make those bigger rocks into the biggest rocks, and uh, I lift the rocks over my head um, to get stronger with the rocks, you know, working out my mind, magic, and might. Ricky was starting to sweat as he rambled on about rocks. He just couldn't stop saying rock. Rock. Noticing he was embarrassed, Janine stopped him. You're so cute, Ricky. <laughs> she laughed. Enough about me. What about you, Janine? What have you been up to at Druid Academy? I'm sure you're learning a whole bunch of stuff, asked Ricky, trying to change the topic off of himself. Oh, you know, typical Druid activities. Druid prom every few days, keeping things interesting. I've learned the fine points of rolling joints as well. Oh, that's why you've grown out your bush, Ricky blurted out, interrupting her. Oh, so you noticed that. Yeah, I've grown it out since all the boys kept telling me that my leaves hit the hardest and taste the sweetest. Uh, all, all the boys, uttered Ricky. And girls, replied Janine. Uh, and girls, asked Ricky, completely entranced by Janine. Yeah, I've learned so many new things, Ricky. Maybe I can show you sometime, said Janine in the sultriest voice. You could tell she wanted Ricky. Shit, Ricky could tell she wanted Ricky. He just had to nut up and take charge. Well, Ricky, do you want a taste of this sweet, sweet bush? Asked Janine as she plucked a pot leaf out of her bush. Ricky wanted to say yes. He was just being a little bitch about it. Just when he had worked up the nerve to speak, he could hear a rumbling in the distance getting louder. Ah, fuck, it's Luke, said Janine. Luke? Questioned Ricky. Yeah, he's from Druid Academy. He's my right to battle the bards, replied Janine. Oh, is he your... Ricky began to ask before Janine interjected. What? No, Luke's an asshole. He's such a throm wannabe. He tattooed unfuckwittable across his chest, but he's totally fuckwittable. He's a fucking poser. Just as she finished explaining, Luke drifted his rad-as-fuck boner cycle to a stop in front of them. The boner cycle had chromed-out femurs, tibulas, and other bones I'm sure existed. The handlebars were demon horns sticking out of a sick-as-fuck Dracula skull. I tell you, this boner cycle was metal as fuck. Wait a minute, what the, what the fuck is that? Is that a fucking sidecar? Man, that's name as fuck. Janine's right. This guy's a fucking poser. I mean, look at him. He's wearing a cut-off denim shorts that you can tell he paid his servant to cut for him. He wasn't even wearing a shirt. I'm assuming to show off that shitty, unfuckwittable tattoo. Now, now, let me clarify. The tattoo wasn't shitty because it was an unfuckwittable tattoo. There's nothing wrong with unfuckwittable tattoos, that is. 
You have to respect the classics. Unfuckwittable was as iconic as a mom heart tattoo, an anchor, or a thug life tat. What made this tattoo shitty was that Unfuckwittable was tattooed in a Comic Sans font. Yeah, this guy was as shitty as his tattoo and his stupid Roman Reigns looking face made him look. Luke is here to pick up Janine for Battle of the Bards, shouted Luke in third person. Ah, oh, why do you have to talk like that, Janine said as she walked over to the boner cycle. Battle of the Bards is in town, asked Ricky as he tried not to stare at Luke's salami nipples. Yeah, it's the second to last stop on the Battle of the Bards tour. They just played Megatool last week and sunk it again, Janine explained as she got into the sidecar. Helmet, my lady! Luke screamed into Janine's ear as he handed her a helmet. My ear, Luke. Fuck. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, Battle Keg and Wife Bones are still in it. Mudderbark got put down in Orcspire, which sucks. I was really looking forward to throwing mead bottles at them. Also, Muscles Bear and Buff Cat will be warming up the crowd with a push-up competition. You're not going to the show, Ricky? Janine asked as she had a raccoon run off with the helmet so she didn't have to wear it. Uh, yeah, I just forgot it was this weekend since I bought my ticket so long ago, you know, because I'm a fan and it, I knew about it a long time ago, so I bought them a long time ago, long enough for me to forget. Uh, yeah, Ricky lied. Damn it, Ricky, you're a liar. But it's okay, we've all fudged the truth for that sweet, sweet bush at one point in our life. Anyways, sweet, I guess we'll see you there, said Janina. She threw up the horns. See you later, nerd, shouted Luke as he peeled out and sped off. Ricky was kicking himself for saying he'd be there as he walked home. He didn't have any money. He was poor as fuck. And he definitely didn't have money to buy tickets for a show the day of. As he followed a fur beetle down the road, he heard a commotion from around a nearby shed. Grab the rest of those boxes. Make sure not to forget any. He heard a voice giving out orders. It was Nick. He was with Paul and Josh. The three of them were notorious around the park for their get-rich-quick schemes. They were always up to something, hustling one way or another, which Ricky found quite respectable since they always put in a lot of effort into it. What's up, guys? Ricky asked as he got closer. Hey, Rick. How's it going? Nick replied as he grabbed the box from Josh. Shit, you know how it be. What are you guys doing? Asked Ricky, perplexed. We were hanging out at Josh's place until we got kicked out. You want to tell him why we got kicked out, Josh? Nick replied as he glared daggers at Josh. Well, we were at my place playing all Tendo 64 when my mom found my Biff Boy magazine. For those of you who didn't know, Biff Boy was a magazine where every page was the same picture of Biff the Rogue. Biff was a very handsome and charismatic rogue in the world. She came into my room and said, Boys, my lady bits are gushing at the sight of this orgasm-inducing rogue, so much so that you're going to have to leave for the rest of the night while your stepdaddy watches me get gangbanged by the whole bark park from his sex cage. Josh explained with no sense of embarrassment. You know that slutty mom you've been hearing all those stories about? Yeah, that's Josh's mom. Linda's hardcore, Nick said matter of fact. So now we're on our way to Dom's place to hang out before we head over to Battle of the Bards later, Josh continued to explain. Oh, nice. You guys got tickets to Battle of the Bards? Ricky asked excitedly. Nah, we're going to sell bootleg merch outside of the gates. Then we're going to jump the fence once we sell out. Paul said as he picked up the last of the boxes. Well, who knows if we're going to sell out now since you misspelled wife bones on the shirts, Nick said, glaring daggers at Paul now. Nobody's going to realize it says wife bones with the heavy metal font, Paul said, trying to play down the fact that he pulled it hard this time. Yeah? Well, you better hope people are too drunk to notice, Paul. 
Anyways, shall we continue to Dom's place? Nick asked. Continue, replied Paul and Josh at the same time. See ya, Nick said as they headed off towards Dom's tree stump. Ricky started walking towards the Darano's Thunderdome, the venue where Battle of the Bards was being held. He figured he could scout some spots to maybe sneak in if he got there early enough. It was going to be a long walk. After a couple of hours of walking, Ricky felt it was time to take an apple juice break. He sat down on a fallen over tree trunk, the normal kind, not the giant trailer home kind. He took a few swigs of apple juice from his leather flagon while pondering his options for getting into Battle of the Bards. Just when he rode off, flashing his epic boobs at the bouncer to get in, due to, you know, his lack of boobs, he heard a voice coming from the trees. Hello, young man, up here. Ricky looked up and saw a human male dangling on a rope upside down. Yes, up here. Hello, traveler. Couldn't bother you for a helping hand, could I? The man, who was visibly distraught, yelled down to Ricky. Uh, yeah, sure thing, bud. Ricky snapped his fingers to produce a flame and burn the rope down. The man fell straight on his dick. Oh, I fell straight on my dick, shouted the man as he was writhing on the ground. After he rubbed his hurt dick for what seemed like an awkwardly and wildly inappropriately long time, the man stood up and faced Ricky. Thank you very much, young man. Were it not for you, those bandits would have taken more than just my personal belongings. I owe you a debt I'm afraid I don't know how to repay. Uh, it's all good, man. You don't need to pay me back. Anyone would have done the same thing. On the contrary, young man. Many travelers passed by and none would stop to help. A merc monk even told me to shut up. Afterwards, I can hear him aggressively having sex with his wife. Uh, yeah, it's all cool, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'll see you later. Ricky started to walk away towards the show. The man rushed to keep up with the Ricky. My name is William. What's your name, traveler, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it, it's Ricky. Where are you going? Ricky asked, not really caring, but he didn't want to seem rude. Well, I was just heading to Phantasma to do some important research with fellow like-minded individuals when I was ambushed by some goblins. What magic are you researching that you got to go all the way over there for? Ricky asked, somewhat interested now. Why, the best magic of all, physics, William exclaimed. Ah, oh, fuck, you're a physicist, Ricky said, now annoyed instead of interested. Why, of course I am. Physics is the way we understand the universe around us. Yeah, you know, physics is a pseudo-magic, right? Like, it's all theoretical anyways. It serves no real-world applications. Like, just wasting your time. Why not study chakra-charging crystals or some other worthwhile magic? I mean, even I can use basic elemental powers, Ricky said somewhat condescendingly. Why, of course there's practical applications with physics. How about I list all of them as we walk? I'd prefer it if you didn't, Ricky replied. William proceeded to do so anyways. After an hour of walking and listening to William ramble off useless pseudo-magic facts, they finally arrived at the venue. It was as epic as you'd think a fantasy heavy metal concert would be. The stage was bordered with all the gravestones of the workers who died constructing it. There was an awful lot of gravestones. Ricky and William walked the perimeter of the fence surrounding the concert. After observing the security staff for a while, they decided to try to sneak through the VIP area to avoid the crowds of concert goers. And there was only one security guard checking people's badges for VIP. Ricky used his elemental powers to part the ground under the fence. Ricky and William squeezed through and casually strolled over to the VIP entrance. The security guard asked for their badges. Uh, well, you see, we're supposed to pick up our badges from our buddy in the VIP area. He said he'd put our name on the list. Ricky bluffed, hoping he could get lucky. Not on the list, the security guard replied. Come on, man, you don't even know my name, Ricky exclaimed. 
Well, what's your name? Asked the security guard. It's Sid, Sid the Rogue. Everybody knows me. Ricky bluffed again. Not on the list, the security guard said, not even glancing at the list. Dude, what the fuck? You didn't even look at the list, exclaimed William. Before the security guard could reply again, three female gnomes walked up to the guard. The gnomes jumped on top of each other's shoulders like little tiny acrobats until they were the same height as the security guard. The gnome with the fattest tits was on the top of this gnome totem pole, and she flashed the security guard those giant gnome melons. Without saying a word, the guard stepped to the side and let them through. Oh, I see how it works, exclaimed William. He then leaned in and talked to the guard. Hey, man, I don't know if you're into this type of thing, but if you let my buddy hear it through, I'll give you the best blow you've ever had behind those porta potties over there. Without saying a word, the security guard stepped aside, letting Ricky through. Well, this is where we part ways, Ricky. Thanks again for the help earlier. I hope this helps make us a little more even, William said as he walked towards the porta potties. Also, remember the stuff I said about physics. Ricky was surprised that a stranger would do that for him. Putting up with this stupid pseudo magic BS ended up paying off. As Ricky made his way into the VIP area, he saw a lot of orc spires and Darinos' most famous celebrities. Sid the Rogue was stealing precious metals and jewels for those around him to shower on Ugla as she twerked that back meat for him on top of a keg. Everyone was cheering for Flyman as he played Russian roulette. By himself? What? He even saw Muscles Bear and his cousin Muscle Panda Wizard taking fat rips out of a bong shaped like one of those long Asian dragons. You know, the kind that would have eyes that glow when you rip it hella hard and then smoke would come out of the nostrils. This place is sick as fuck, Ricky thought to himself. He almost forgot what he was there for. Ricky looked into the crowd with his elven eyes. After scanning for a minute, he spotted Janine. She was near the overpriced mead booth. Ricky filled up a couple of cups from the keg once Ugla was done shaking a rump all over it and headed over to where Janine was. You thirsty? Ricky asked as he slid up next to her. Ricky! Oh, you made it! And you have drinks! Fuck yeah! Janine screamed, excited to see Ricky. You want to push our way up to the front of the crowd? Ricky asked Janine. Definitely. Let's wait until Wife Bosen's done playing though. They always burn the front half of the crowd to ash and I still want to watch Battle Keg, Janine replied. Hey, Janine, I got those meads, Luke yelled obnoxiously as he lumbered over. Oh, it's all right. Ricky already got me a drink, Janine said, while one of her hummingbirds took a sip out of the cup, so you know people caught a quick glimpse of that nip. What the fuck, Ricky, tiny dick? Trying to get at my woman? Luke yelled as he knocked Ricky's drink out of his hand. What the fuck's wrong with you, Luke? Janine yelled as she slammed her drink on the floor. Luke is going to put this Bark Park trash in his place, Luke exclaimed as he shoved Rick back. Ricky had had enough. He was not going to let this asshole make him look like a bitch in front of Janine. And he was definitely not going to let him get away with calling him Ricky Tiny Dick. Hey, Luke, you want to see my tiny twig? Ricky yelled as he pulled out his incredibly huge penis. We're talking Gatorade bottle size. Not 32 ounce Gatorade bottle size, but still, damn, it was fucking huge. Like, fuck, Ricky, how do you stuff that into your pants every morning? Jesus, fucking huge. Anyways... Ricky proceeded to piss on Luke's leg. The urine and meat on the ground mixed together and it formed a large puddle. Luke is going to rip off that giant dick and wear it as his own, Luke yelled as he charged at Ricky. Ricky remembered one of the laws of physics William had told him at that instant. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force. Fuck, that was some nerd shit. Ricky used his elemental powers to make the puddle on the floor into ice, causing Luke to lose his balance and slide a bit. Ricky punched Luke right in the gut, channeling the wind element for an extra push. 
Luke not only flew back deep into the crowd, but he also crapped his pants. You made me shit my own shit, you fucking shit. Shit. Luke yelled as he got up. Ricky had exhausted most of his mana and his piss. He wasn't sure he can finish off a now literally shitty Luke. And just as that thought went through Ricky's head, the lead of Wife Bones finished his solo and used his dragon breath to incinerate half the crowd, catching Luke in the flames. Oh, shit. I just wanted to fuck Janine and now I'm dying. Oh, he yelled as flames consumed his body. The crowd went fucking wild. Almost everybody saw what had gone down between Ricky and Luke and they started cheering. Big Dick Rick. Big Dick Rick. Big Dick Rick. Yeah. Battle Keg was now on the stage. The lead singer got on the mic and said, This next set goes out to that elf who murdered the fuck out of that poser throng wannabe. Long live Big Dick Rick. Just as he said that the drums kicked in and the crowd fucking lost it again. Shit was fucking wild. There was gnomes being tossed around like beach balls. Orcs were crowd surfing. Like, this is the fucking show to be at. Ricky put his gigantic dick back in his pants, had been out the whole time, and walked back to Janine. Hey, Janine, you uh want to go back home and bang? Ricky asked, still running on the high of murdering a man with his dick out. I thought you'd never ask, Janine replied as she moved in to kiss Ricky. Credits started to roll as In the City started playing. Somewhere out on that horizon, out beyond the neon lights. As the credits roll, you see clips of Ricky and Janine in bed together doing some weird-ass fucking elf shit. Like, they're having some crazy-ass elf sex. Shit that you can only do with those weird elf ears. Yeah, man, I can't even fucking imagine it. That's why I didn't write it down. Following that, there were clips of Josh's mom still being gangbang. She was still at it the whole time. Finn. <laughs> oh man i hope you guys enjoyed that story it was definitely a lot of fun to write um i hope aaron is satisfied with what his prompts turned into um because i definitely had a lot of fun uh going back and listening to a, a lot of fantasy fiction and tales from the tavern episodes uh to kind of get in some more inspiration on this story um so yeah if you ever have any suggestions for the you know prompts for the podcast feel free to let me know. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, we have an Instagram, Weaving Words Podcast. You can uh, go on to our Discord server. It's a Hooligan Squad. I'll be trying to put a link in the description for the podcast along with on our Facebook and pretty much all of our uh, social media platforms. If you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes. Um, it helps a lot. doesn't cost you anything. doesn't take a whole lot of time. And another thing is just let, you know, a friend or family member or anybody you think might be interested in the podcast, let them know about it. Hopefully they'll check it out. If they don't, you try it at least because um, I really do appreciate it. I have some of the best uh, people listening and giving me a lot of support. And I really, really do appreciate it. Again, at the end of the day, like this is, you know, there's no way of doing this without people listening um, and giving me suggestions to write fun stories. So, again, I really do appreciate it. But that's pretty much it for the episode. So uh, keep on wizarding. Keep on wizarding, baby. You know, I love it when you listen to my podcast. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Thanks a lot.